Wait. You are special. This is your chance to be a hero among heroes. I smell what you're stepping in, Sensei. Your little cinematic universe is about to change forever. I'm the Messiah. I am. You know, there are very few traditional superheroes. There was never a guy with a secret identity until Spider-Man in the MCU. Their cap was turned into a soldier, even though he wears a mask. I don't, you know. And that's all there was in DC. You know, Iron Man outed himself at the end of the first Iron Man because they don't want to deal with the secret identity stuff. So there is a bit more of a, a fantasy element to DCU um, because there are these larger than life superheroes and you can't, take that you're not going to make i mean people are going to do whatever they're going to do in the future but for me you know there's superman and clark kent like they're two different characters and you have to find a way to deal with them um that's as grounded as possible within this world of dc one of the things i love about dc and excites me about dc is that in a way it is a, it's another alternate history you know it is Gotham City and Metropolis and Star City and Bloodhaven and and you know all these different places in this this other reality. Episode 61 of Comic Book Movie Guide, the podcast. We have the Fantastic Four announcement. Can you believe it? It feels like it's been years. Has it been years? I mean, it's been years since, what's his, what's his nuts there? John Watts was uh, tapped to be the director of Fantastic Four. And now that, of course, has all changed. We've got a whole new director. We've got a whole new vision. And we got our first bit of art from the movie and let me tell you the cast it's it doesn't just grow on me man it's from the start from the get-go I thought it was a good cast am I worried I'm a little bit worried because it does look like it might take place in the 60s I, I, I want modern Fantastic Four you know what I mean I I hope that's I mean it looks so good like the the art I'm, I'm just, I brought it up here again. The promo image. Um, we see everybody cast here. We see Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. And we see Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Which, by the way, let's just talk about those two for a second. Sue Storm, Jessica Alba, did a fantastic job with uh, Sue Storm. No pun intended. Um, and Kate Mara, not so much. I don't know if you guys have seen the 2015 Fantastic Four movie. I highly recommend you just sit down and watch it. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's 
hilarious. It's so bad. It is as bad as it possibly gets. And if you like bad movies, because like I like bad movies. If you like bad movies, this is a movie for you. It is horrible. And to stay on track with the new and improved cast for Fantastic Four, it gets exciting because I started watching Pedro Pascal in movies and shows such as Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian. And I I know that many people know him from The Last of Us as well. But the thing that Pedro Pascal brings is maybe not that of A-list, an A-list actor's talent, but he brings a familiarity to the screen. He's comforting to watch. Anytime I watch The Last of Us, you know, and those, those, those crazy things are coming after you, the mushroom heads, I think, man, I'm so glad they cast Pedro Pascal as Joel. And I say, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, he's a good Joel because he looks like Joel and he just always has, always will. He did some great things with The Mandalorian, man. That show, John Favreau, like, for those of you who, who have seen The Mandalorian, you know what I'm talking about. And The Last of Us, you know what I'm talking about. Season two of The Last of Us will be coming out eventually. But I sit here talking about the Marvel casting of Reed Richards. And Pedro Pascal, like I said, he'll bring this familiarity. And even just seeing the promo art, just seeing him in character with the suit. The suits look very retro. It looks like a 1960s vibe. But for Pedro... He's got sort of the little gray sides to his hair, and I like that for Reed. I mean, it's funny. You look back at the original cast for the Fantastic Four, and I mentioned Jessica Alba, but I also I think of um, the original Reed Richards and obviously the Human Torch um, played by Chris Evans. And um, I own Grufford is what I'm going to call this guy. Uh, he's, he's got such a heart. Is it Ian? It must be Ian. Ian Gruffitt. It's Ian. It's I-O-A-N. That's... That's Ian. 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 Ian Gruffitt. Reed Richards. Glad it's not him again. He was great. He looked great. Um, but obviously Jessica Alba was the best Sue Storm. And I've heard a lot of people on Twitter talking about just how... Um, not that they're upset with the casting, but just how lucky we were back then with the casting that we had received. Um, and I look at this photo and I see Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. And man, that is a good casting. She's so good. I mean, from anything from The Crown uh, to Mission Impossible, I've seen her in lots of stuff now. And she's proven to me that she could be that A-list actress. And she's proven to me that she could play a character like Sue Storm. Um, I haven't, however, heard her... Um, American accent per se because in all of the movies that I've seen her in for the most part um, she's she's rocking that British accent her her uh, I believe that's her her native tongue uh, is is British and she's 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 just a great casting and and we've known for a long time haven't we that um, that she's been in talks you know there was the little thing with Margot Robbie maybe and then you heard rumors of Adam Driver like clearly they were sort of feeling out who they want in the Fantastic Four and um, I'm just I'm so happy with where it's landed man I'm so happy with where it's landed 
And the MVP of this photo and the MVP of this crew, I think, for sure, is going to be the thing. Uh, Eben Moss... Backrack? Is that how you say it? I don't even know how to say it, but man, he plays this... So right now, my wife and I, we just finished watching on Disney Plus, The Bear. Have you seen The Bear? Jeremy Allen White and this Eben Moss. Buttcrack. Buttcrack. I'm going to call him Eben Moss Buttcrack. No, that is just... No, I'm trying to say what a good actor he is. He plays a character named Richie in this character, or in this uh, series. And Richie is a character that you can get on board with. He's a guy who sort of like, he has these moments where you just, it's human and you love him. It's a chef show, this bear, the bear. It's a chef show. It's about a young Jeremy Allen White who becomes this sort of chef prodigy after his older, um, his older brother uh, commits suicide. And it, it is, man, oh man, is it a good show. I highly recommend that one. Um, but yeah, it, it excited me to hear um, that Eben, I'm just going to call him Eben because that's a lot easier for me. Um, Eben being the thing, like I think that's a perfect casting because that character is, is lighthearted, but he's also like, you want to love the thing the whole time. And that, that is truly what shines through in the character Richie and the bear is you just love him. You love him to bits. And um, I absolutely um, do not uh, hate the casting for the Human Torch. I mean, he's <laughs> he's uh, he plays the young kid in Stranger Things. Have you seen Stranger Things, the the newest season, where the young boy? I haven't seen Stranger Things in a long time here, so I'm just looking up um, this guy's character's name. I believe it's Eddie. I want to say it's Eddie. Yes, Eddie Munson, uh, Joseph Quinn. Now he's going to be our Human Torch. And if you guys watched the newest season of of uh, Stranger Things, you would know that this guy has what it takes. I mean his his solo of Master of Puppets at the end of Stranger Things, um, in the mullet and the in the groovy looking sort of Gene uh, outfit. That is just rock and roll, and he killed it. And I feel like. These are people, like Marvel's kind of going down this route of like, all right, we're not going to cast the A-list actors, but what we're going to do is we're going to cast some people that are starting to gain traction. And I like that a lot. This Fantastic Four thing, man, I think it's going to work out really well. Who do they cast as Doctor Doom? I mean, I see all of these clickbait uh, Twitter posts about how Henry Cavill's in talks for this and Henry Cavill's in talks for that. No way. No way, man. Doctor Doom is going to be such a good character, and they're going to take some time. It's true. They're going to take a ton of time, and they're going to cast him properly. Maybe he doesn't even appear until the end of the movie, because you need a character like Doctor Doom for Secret Wars, man. You just do. But who do they cast? And that's interesting. Uh, Galactus, is that correct? Is that his name? Galactus, a young... Not a young, a man by the name of Javier Barnum will be this character in the MCU. I, I just have, I have no, no doubts in my mind, to be honest with you. No doubts whatsoever. And the reason for that is 
Javier Barnum would be that character who people can face and they can see him and he's a familiar face, but he could also really kill a role like this. It's funny, I'm, I have to laugh. I can hear my dogs. They're upstairs just losing their minds because here's the thing. I've just moved this, my podcast room to the basement, right? I'm in the dungeon now. I've got, I've got my Robert Pattinson Batman poster, Ben Affleck Batman poster, and a Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix Joker poster staring me right in the face. I'm in a tiny little corner of uh, the basement, and I'm sitting here recording for the first time in a couple of months. So it's just like we're, we're we got some growing pains here. We're we're uh, we're trying to we're trying to figure out what's going to be the best uh, spot for my podcast in this house. And I, I like this spot besides the water heater behind me and my dogs losing their minds upstairs. I'm sure they'll get used to it eventually. Um, but it is nice. It's kind of nice down here, man. Like I got this own little this my own little space. And that's kind of nice. I mean, my wife and I, we were sharing a, an office for a while and it just doesn't work, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a funny story. When we moved into this house, we had two rooms and the one room we had designated to be a guest room for anyone staying over. And the other room we said, okay, it's going to be an office. And my wife, who at the time was in school for her master's in psychology, needed an office space. So she starts building this desk and makes an office space in the other room. Well, of course, for whatever reason, and she still to this day laughs at me about this, I get this spark to make a podcast room at the same time. I don't know why that's in me, but it just was. So I suggest we split the room in half and have two offices in there. So for the latter half of last year and the year before, um, we were sharing this office space and it got to the point where neither of us were using the office space so it's time for me to move so I moved down to the basement and I can hang my stuff anywhere it's just plain old drywall it doesn't matter and that's good this is great I just hope that the that the listeners enjoy the gentle hum of the water heater cutting in and out in and out throughout the podcast that's all I hope you casual listener don't mind the water heater and said dogs upstairs back on track galactus now i don't know anything about galactus i'll be honest with you i know nothing but rumor is out there that eyes are on javier bartum for this role and that's cool to me i don't mind that at all um i will say that this fantastic four movie it intrigues me more now than it did when it was first announced and maybe you can sprinkle in characters like Spider-Man in said Fantastic Four movie. Maybe not. I mean, we think about Daredevil Born Again. I should touch on that too. I mean, Marvel itself is trying to rebuild here a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> they're trying to make it look better, right? Like, I mean, Daredevil, he, like on Netflix, great suit, great suit. We get him in She-Hulk in the yellow suit with a little bit of burgundy. And then we get him again in this sort of, it's not a updated version, I would say, but it, I would say it's the Netflix suit. And now we see set photos of Charlie Cox in what I would consider a somewhat comic accurate Daredevil suit. The only thing people are saying he's missing is the double D on his, uh, on his chest. 
And it's true. The suit is almost perfect, but it's right down to the double D and it's missing. But I, I have this feeling that it could show up in the show. Born Again will be such a good show. I just saw set photos of the Punisher making an appearance. Uh, people aren't too impressed with Bullseye's, um, Bullseye's look on set. Um, I wasn't either. He just sort of looks like a masked vigilante, which I'm okay with. I mean, he's he's fighting, he's fighting Daredevil, and it's going to be a grounded show. And I hope that we get sort of like a grounded team eventually of like Daredevil and Spider Man and just people on the ground. news story that came uh, from this past weekend, uh, or should I say last weekend, was the Super Bowl trailer for Deadpool. And Deadpool and Wolverine is the title. How exciting is that? I've watched uh, trailer reactions. I love watching trailer reactions. Just people reacting to watching the trailer that was released. I love people's reactions. And, you know, some people put all those trailer reactions together on one video. It's actually really fun to watch everybody react at the same time because it feels like you're in a theater watching it for the first time, and it's cool. I will say the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, as you can probably guess looks good it looks good it looks great to be honest with you i mean we didn't get much of hugh jackman's wolverine but we get a we get a pinch we get a little we get a little tiny tease at the end i smell what you're stepping in sensei i think deadpool's gonna fit right in in the marvel cinematic universe i think he's you know i like the marvel jesus joke you know he's gonna be the messiah coming back to sort of it could be the it could almost be the opposite of Deadpool uh, kills the Marvel Universe or whatever the comics called. It could almost be Deadpool saves the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way because we see clips of Avengers Age of Ultron. We see all the heroes sort of jumping to uh, to attack in um, in Age of Ultron. We see Thor from Thor Ragnarok, I get a lot of little tiny sprinkles and Easter eggs that we could see Wolverine fight the Hulk in this movie. I don't know which Hulk he would fight, but he's going to fight a version of the Hulk, I think, because people have been dying for that. That would be so cool. Um, And the reason I say that is because there is that little clip from Ragnarok in there, and there's also, he's front and center of the Age of Ultron clip that we see, um... I don't know, there was, there was a couple of other little Easter eggs that I thought, hey, they're hinting at the Hulk here, and that would be cool. I mean, I think the list of people we could see in this movie is endless. It's very important to go into this movie in July with, I don't, I don't want to say no expectations, but I don't want to have this premeditated idea of what I want to happen in the movie. I want it to just smack me dead in the face. I want them to be like okay this is what we're doing the tva i mean the tva that's exciting right we get to see what's that guy's name the british guy from succession god he's a good actor too and he he shows up in this trailer he's the guy who's sitting across from from wade wilson um who's sort of laying it out for him uh that he's gonna be joining the marvel universe and i think that we see wade at one point in uh sokovia you can see him sort of hiding behind what looks like that scenery. 
it looks like sort of like the the winter hill if you will from Sokovia at the time um how cool would it be to have Deadpool just sort of meet and greet quite a few MCU characters I mean just seeing him sort of in a in a real comic accurate suit like not sort of off red fox you know and and did that ever bug you guys that like 20th century fox and that whole deal with Deadpool um not being sort of part of the MCU his suit reminded me slightly of Daredevil in the sense that it was more of a burgundy red you know and it's 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 great don't get me wrong it's great and it worked really well but it's cool to see him in the flashy red in the bright red that you see in the comics and they sort of perfected the eyes here and I was hoping we would get a glimpse of Hugh in the Wolverine mask but we got a little glimpse of a character that I think I'm going to call him Patch and I think that this character could be a variant of Deadpool it could just be Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine but we sort of see Wade walking towards what looks like maybe a poker table in the trailer and this Wolverine looks slightly different than a Wolverine we've seen but let me tell you in the comics Patch is wearing uh, so it's it's a Wolverine with a with an eye patch on, but he's wearing a sort of white tuxedo, and that is what we get in this Deadpool trailer, and it leads me to believe that we could see some form of a variant of Wolverine. I mean, the list is endless. I I have a few things to say here about these variants and the people that may appear and stuff like. There's the list is really endless for me. I know we're gonna see a lot of the 20th century Fox heroes from X Men, which makes sense. You know, we're going to see the Cyclops, James Marsden. We're going to see, um, uh, what's her name? The Dark Phoenix. I can't even think of what the actress's name is now, but you know who I'm talking about when I say the Dark Phoenix girl. Um, uh, the person that Sophie Turner plays uh, eventually. Obviously, Storm, we could see her. Um, there's there's many characters that we could see from the X-Men world. Beast, I mean, we've seen Beast in... Um, a recent Marvel movie. We've seen him in a post-credit scene. I believe I can't remember which movie that is, but I have seen the post-credit scene. I haven't seen the movie. That's kind of how it's been going for me with Marvel. It's sort of like I watch the post-credit scenes and stuff online because it's like the content just hasn't been there. I think it's the Marvels maybe that there's a post-credit scene. Jeez, oh, man. I don't even know anymore. Um, I'm really excited for Marvel to get back on track here. And I think it starts with Deadpool and Wolverine. And clearly, that's a big title. Deadpool and Wolverine, like to call it that, you're going to get three quarters of that film with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds uh, together, which is what we expect. I think that we could see Blake Lively as Lady Deadpool. And uh, a guy that I follow on Twitter pointed this out. You can see machine guns uh, in portion of the trailer a tiny portion of this trailer you see these machine guns and these red gloves with black fingertips pulling the trigger on them and there i mean if you go deep in the lore of deadpool there's lady deadpool and she's got this blonde hair that comes flowing out the top of the deadpool wig or the deadpool mask i should say and she rocks these dual machine guns identical to the one that you see in the trailer so there could be stuff like that i mean we know from set leaks spoiler alert that many variants of deadpool will be seen we've seen ryan reynolds in many different forms of deadpool throughout um these set photos it's wrapped filming so that's exciting i mean 
we've seen the trailer at this point. The violence looks like it's going to be there. There's some swearing in there. That's good. An R-rated Deadpool movie for Marvel Studios should work out just fine. Getting so hyped for Superman Legacy. I talk and talk about Superman Legacy any chance I get because I think that James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing a really good thing over there at DCU. And I think that the DC Studios... Um, are about to kick off and get running here. I mean, Creature Commandos, I've seen some art for Creature Commandos recently, and that's sort of a project that I was like, okay, that's like an off and run, we're off and running project. It's not something I really care about. They're planning on using uh, the cartoon characters, uh, the voices of the cartoon show. The same actors will then play those characters in live action. And I like that idea and that aspect, but I didn't know much about the Creature Commandos let me tell you, some of this artwork I've seen on Twitter, you guys, is like insane. The Creature Commandos look so badass, like Rick Flagg Sr. and stuff leading this crew of like, there's like a skeleton that's like part alien and like there's this giant in the background and there's all these different like takes on how these characters can look and I just think they're going to kill it. Like literally, like the DC Universe is about to kick off. It's very, very close it's very close. You can almost taste it. And it makes me... I, I'm going back and forth and back and forth over who could be the DCU's Batman. And there's already people like, oh, I want Alan Richson. You know who Alan Richson is? He's the guy from Blue Mountain State. He plays Thad. He's in... A, I believe it's a Prime show right now, Amazon Prime, called Reacher. And this guy is huge. Like He always has been. He's a big jack guy. And people are saying, oh, he could play the DCU's Batman. And he, of course, he says, you know, that would be an honor. And then I hear um, somebody sitting down with, with uh, Milo Ventimiglia. If you don't know who Milo Ventimiglia is, he's uh, from the show This Is Us. He plays the all-time character of Jack Pearson. And that is one of my favorite shows of all time, This Is Us. Um, it's streamed for, I believe it was six or seven seasons, but Milo stars in that. And... Um, He's talked about on and off with different interviews about how he would approach a Batman role. And he auditioned for uh, Matt Reeves' Batman and it didn't work out and things like this. And it just makes me think, man, like what are they going to do with DCU's Batman? Because we know that he's going to have his Robin sidekick, which I think is great, um, in uh, Damien, his son, which is a completely different dynamic. Um, an interesting looking Batman is going to be essential for this version. We're not getting a Justice League movie for years. Years and years. It's going to be solo movies. It's going to be building the universe. I mean, Legacy is going to be the... Like, Superman Legacy is going to be the first big jump into the DC universe for me. That'll be the big splash. That'll set the tone. And some of the things that... I look for in the DC universe is the style is the is the overall aesthetic of what they're going for and I really hope that with everything that I'm hearing and everything that I'm sort of I don't know I I listen to James Gunn talk on podcasts and he speaks of storytelling and he speaks of this narrative that like these movies are not going to be dull there's sort of like a mythology to DC, right? There's more of a, it's more of a mystery. With Marvel, they got that out of the way really quick. 
this interview, he's talking, and when he's talking to this guy, it's it's awesome listening to him talk about Marvel versus DC, because Marvel, it's so true. They reveal their identities of their heroes ASAP, as soon as possible, get it out of the way, it's done. You know what I mean? Iron Man, they, they nip that in the bud right away. They just, you know, I am Iron Man at the end of Iron Man 1, and boom. We know, like, Tony Stark is Iron Man, and that's the same thing in the comics. But us, as a, as sort of this viewer for the DC Universe, and the way James Gunn is talking about the DC characters, they're larger-than-life heroes. That's how he describes them. People don't know their identities. We do. We know Bruce Wayne is Batman. We know Clark Kent is Superman. We know Diana. Prince is Wonder Woman. We know Barry Allen's The Flash. We know these things. So why show it? You know what I mean? Legacy is not going to be an origin story. Batman Brave and the Bold is not going to be an origin story. It's about larger-than-life heroes that already exist in a DC universe that is created by James Gunn and Peter Safran. And I love this. I love this idea that these heroes already exist, they're larger than life, and the characters in these worlds don't know who these heroes are. And that's what we're going to see that's going to be so different. And the way that James Gunn talks about storytelling, this is key, right? He says, storytelling is king. That's what he says, direct quote from James Gunn. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm not a Guardians of the Galaxy guy. I love those movies for what they are. They're just not heroes that I've ever been attached to as a kid. Um, I haven't really had a soft spot for them. Things like that, like they're awesome for what they are. And those movies are great. But it's not Superman. You know what I mean? And now we have James Gunn taking on Superman. And that's, it's starting to get exciting for me. And we're seeing a couple of clips from, a couple of pictures, I should say, images uh, from Joker Folia, the, the sequel to 2019's Joker movie directed by Todd Phillips. Again, this one will be directed by Todd Phillips. And now it's starting to sort of slip out that it's not a musical. That is just, you know, there's musical aspects to the film. But it's not a musical. And that makes more sense. And now seeing the images of Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix together, ho, oh, we could have something special there. I mean, 2024 is going to be a massive year for film. It'll be good. But 2025, let's be honest, like we're talking the Batman 2. Uh, we're talking Superman Legacy. We're talking Fantastic Four. Maybe Fantastic Four is even 2024. What am I even talking about, man? I don't even know. Anyways, I'm running out of time here. This has been it's been a fun episode, man. I got some things off my chest. It's been a couple of months since I've sat down at the mic. Like I said, I moved to the dungeon that is my basement. I'm kind of liking it down here. It's nice and cool. I can hear myself think. I can hear myself talk. I got my I got a few trinkets down here. I'm gonna add to it a little bit more. But let me say I'm like I'm I'm grateful to be back on the mic. I'm I'm happy to sort of to sort of share my ideas with you guys. And as I ramble, stumble through things, I love that you guys are on the other end listening to this. So um, it's, been a, it's been a blast talking about the Fantastic Four, talking about Deadpool, 
talking about Lady Deadpool, talking about Wolverine, Wolverine variants. It's exciting. It's exciting times. It's an exciting time to be a comic book movie guy fan. And I thank you for listening to this episode. Like I said, this has been episode 61 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. Looking forward to getting to that episode 100. I hope you guys stick with me until that point. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. I've been your host, Brendan Huber, and I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Come on.